Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Walk in Faith. I'm in New York at the Quad Cinema, and I'm sitting down to discuss Chosen Season 4, and I'm sitting down with Liz Tabish, who's the actress who plays Mary Magdalene. So, Liz, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me, yeah. Like I said off camera, I'm a fan, right? Yeah. Out of the 600 million people, and it's probably almost a billion now, I'm a fan of The Chosen. And I found myself yesterday, and I want to talk about that, watching Season 1, Episode 1 again. But before we go into it, in case there's one person doesn't know your character, Mary Magdalene, can you tell us a little bit about the character? Yeah, she goes by the name of Lilith in the first episode. She's struggling with addiction, with trauma, with feelings of despair. We see her get to the very edge of even suicide. Mm -hmm. At the end of the episode, she meets Jesus and we realize who she is. He calls her by her name and she is exercised of these literal demons that she has been possessed by this whole episode. And, you know, she's redeemed, she's changed, she's transformed. And then through the rest of the seasons, we see that very realistic depiction of growth um, into the woman that we, I think, are all more mm -hmm. familiar with as St. Mary Magdalene. I don't know why I was drawn to episode one so much, right? And, and I interviewed all the characters in the yeah. cast and, and the transformations that take place within the show. It's great, but your character, in that first episode, that transformation, it was three completely different choices. So mm -hmm. I'm watching it and I'm thinking about the emotional preparation that goes along with it. And I started just doing research on you. And there was an article, I think it was 2022, when you spoke about chronic back pain, <laughs> right? That you weren't really as connected to your faith and a little maybe depression. Mm -hmm. and, and then I think it was your agent who just submitted your resume. And then I realized that even I watched some of your films, your short films, mm -hmm. and I saw that it was sort of connected to what you were experiencing in your personal life. Mm -hmm. And then you got that role. And I'm thinking that must have been what you leaned on because it wasn't just emotional preparation acting. That was you. It mm -hmm. seemed like what you were experiencing personally was being transformed on camera. I mean, you saw the hand of God at that moment. You knew that you were being prepared, all that adversity for that one scene. I really don't think I would have been able to book the role. I don't think I would have understood her character or had even an understanding of what she was going through had I not gone through my own sort of struggles and, and pain. And I look back in all those moments of feeling really alone and really like, where is God? And I realized God was with me during those moments too and using those moments to give me this incredible experience and the role of my dreams to get to play this character. Yeah, I mean, it was real for me. It was cathartic in a lot of ways too. Episode one, she's she gets to scream out in pain so often. I felt like I could sort of exercise my own pain through this character for that first episode. And yeah, a lot of that is syncing up with the character. When I first read the script for the audition, I remember sitting on my bed and like laying out the scenes and, and reading them and being so moved by that last scene mm -hmm. and really it affecting me in a way that it felt like Jesus was speaking to me as I'm reading it and I even thought like if I don't book this just reading this was like <laughs> enough mm -hmm. to feel like this shift in me this change in me and a renewed sense of hope and faith and then to get to actually do it has been yeah. literally a dream come true a gift i mean you see it from that first scene to the scene like you said when you're questioning mm -hmm. your purpose mm -hmm. and then that last scene like it's powerful and i think that's what i was drawn to because like me like a lot of people we struggle depression mm -hmm. the voice of the enemy fear i mean those are things we struggle with and also too i think the chosen what it does is it shows that we're all sinners right we're all broken 
and Jesus will meet us wherever we are, mm -hmm. the unconditional love. And for me in that scene, I resonated with you. I resonated with the depression and the anxiety and that finally when you're about to give up, Jesus comes and calls you by your name. Mm -hmm. And it was so powerful. And I mean, that's the ability of the chosen. I mean, what have you seen? I mean, you've seen so many experiences like this while you've been filming The Chosen. Yeah, I look at each of the characters as they're being called, and I don't think I've ever seen this part of the story depicted in anything of like who people are before they meet Jesus. They're just like us. You know, we have this idea of who these characters are historically, and they're always saint. They've already got their halos, mm -hmm. and they're pristine and sort of untouchable. And to bring them into real life, into actors' bodies and their emotions, and to show how messy life always has been. And these personality traits that trip us up so often, and our egos and our pride and our fears and anxieties and shame. And each of these characters carry so much with them. And they're all so familiar because we carry those things with us. And to get to watch how they are transformed through their interactions with Jesus, through his teachings, through the Beatitudes, through you know these revolutionary concepts that he shared. It's before Jesus and after Jesus completely transformed history. To see how uh, one individual is changed by that, you, you realize like this is, this message is for everyone. everyone. This message is for all of us. And no matter what sort of path you're on or how far you are along in the journey, mm -hmm. it resonates with all of us. So how did that one man change your life? Because working on a show like this, it impacts you personally, spiritually, but then also it's the way you apply or think about the character. So how has it changed your personal life, but then also how you view the character and how you prepare to play Mary? I've been cynical about religion for a really long time. I grew up Catholic. I really loved it growing up, and I loved the stories of Jesus, and I always wanted to hear more about that, but I always felt like church was all about hell and damnation and the devil and all this fear surrounding it. And it really, honestly, it freaked me out <laughs> as a child, you know, as a teenager, like it felt like this combination of gossip hour <laughs> and social hour. And then the teachings always felt, and maybe it was just my very specific experience at a very specific church, but it felt so negative. And I kept looking for like, well, what about Jesus? What about what he's teaching? Isn't that the whole point of why we're here and learning these mm -hmm. things? And it just, I always felt very lonely with it. And I think I threw the baby out with the bathwater of just like, well, forget it all. You know, like you meet religious people and they can be judgmental or mm -hmm. they can be hypocritical. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. So I'm not going to be religious. Like that was my mentality as a teenager. <laughs> and of course, there's that's a very immature attitude, but I know I'm not the only one that has experienced oh, yeah. that. And so for a really long time, I was just very cynical, very like skeptical about everything and not having that core in your life, you find yourself trying to fill it in other ways, in so many other ways, and thinking maybe art can do that, or socializing, or you keep trying to fill that void. And nothing ever does mm -hmm. except for God. And I went down these paths and I guess I had chronic back pain and I was drinking a lot during a period of my life and making bad decisions which would hurt me which would make me make more bad decisions which would it was just mm -hmm. like this loop. cycle and you get to a point where like you have so many bad experiences that you have a hard time trusting again you have a hard time believing in good again you have a hard time believing in God all you see is what you've experienced exactly. to have something come along and like shake me out of that mentality I feel so lucky because I feel like that doesn't always get to happen 
in such a dramatic way, in such mm-hmm. a like slap across the face, like wake up way. But it did. And it was this experience. It was this show. It was this character seeing this woman who is at the pit of despair, given the permission to transform, given the permission to to try a new chapter, to start over, to invite love and hope and joy into her heart after living in so much sorrow and grief. I thought, this is, <laughs> this is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Mary. This is me. And I, I look around and other people share their stories. We all are Mary. Yeah. This is the human experience. And to get to walk in her shoes and to get to say the things she says and to get to watch these stories that are enacted from the Gospels of Jesus teaching how to love your enemy, how to turn the other cheek, how to forgive, how to give grace, how to be meek, how to be humble and charitable. He's teaching us the handbook to life, like this is how you live. And it's for other people, it's not for ourselves, it's for other people. And to get to watch that enacted in front of me is such a gift (laughs) and it's such a joy to step into a joyful life and it's been because of the show but it's the show because it's based on jesus and his teachings it's amazing You're sort of living the experience. This is you, like you saw the transformation that took place in your life, but also Mary's life. And then you know that that's the hand of God. There is no way that everything you went through, he was preparing you for this exact role, for you to change other people's hearts, but to live it, not just act it, to actually be able to connect to that person. Because if Jesus didn't save you, or if you didn't get this role, we don't know where you would be. I mean, we know what the voice says constantly and the depression and where it leads to, Mm -hmm. and he saved you. I mean, that's so amazing to be used as that vessel to know that God's using you, but that also comes with a lot of pressure. When you have that platform, right, it's challenging. You have the expectations of the fans and you also have the expectation of the content and then that insecure voice that constantly (laughs) talks to us, right? Mm -hmm. You're not good enough, you're Mm -hmm. this, you're... I mean, so how do you deal with that? I was really struggling with that in season two. I got the role, I did the season one. I felt the sense that like everyone was looking to me to actually be changed, but like change is gradual and Mm -hmm. like real growth takes a lot of time and old habits die hard and and I got to season two I thought I don't think I'm good enough to play this character I don't think I'm good enough as an actress to play this all the doubt creeped in and the pressure of wanting to 
do justice to this character that I love that I just didn't think I could do. And of course, every season this happens, I get the scripts and I look through them and the parallel of mm -hmm. Mary running away and coming back and, and saying to Jesus, I can't live up to this. <laughs> I remember like laughing over this, like this is uncanny. This is literally how I feel right now if I can't live up to this and here she is saying, I can't live up to this redemption that you gave me and I just threw it away. And it was this beautiful scene showing mercy and grace and that you can run away as much as you want. You're just doing it to yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but God is always there. Jesus will always forgive you. It's, it's unconditional love. There's a reason it's called unconditional exactly. love. So every time I get anxious about any of this and the expectations, I remind myself while well, I'm playing Mary and she was a person and she made mistakes and giving myself a little bit of grace too that I'm going to do the same things. I'm just a person <laughs> and as actors too I know that some audience look to us hoping that we are these characters. Yes. We're, we're actors and we're doing our best. We're putting our heart and soul into this thing and into these characters but don't worship us. <laughs> we, we're not the answer. We're part of sharing the answer. As all of us can. We're here for season four, and I remember, I always forget, it was 2018, 19, when we got the first episode, right? It was like mm -hmm. the pilot, yeah. and they wanted us to help promote it and talk about it, yeah. right? And nobody, we never thought that it would be this global movement. No. And to be here at season four, I mean, what is it like? I mean, you've been traveling all over the world, but you remember when they did, what was it, three or four episodes, and there was mm -hmm. a long pause? Mm -hmm. And we were waiting so, for So the tell last me, day. like, what does it feel like? I know it's surreal, but what does it feel like? I look at everyone that's worked on this show from the beginning, the cast, the crew, the writers, directors, cinematographers, musicians, editors. We've all been working so hard and putting so much love into it and so much care into it. And so at this point, I'm looking around and at all these people that I've known now for five, six years, and I'm just like so excited for everyone. I'm so thrilled that the work is paying off in ways that like we get to share our work with a larger audience. We get to share these stories with the world at large. It's being translated into all of these mm -hmm. languages and being shared in all these different countries and cultures and realizing that this story is so universal that people from across the world are relating to it just feels like we're part of this community, part of this culture movement that you can only hope for when you're starting off, but knowing how much work has been put into it, it makes sense mm -hmm. to me in a lot of ways because there is something special about these stories. There is something special about this specific cast and crew bringing them to life. And it's a mixture of gratitude and excitement. And it's been gradual enough to not be completely shocked by exactly. it. You know, each season it's growing and growing. So it's not like this overnight success. It's been, everyone's been working at it for a really long time. You've impacted so many people, the show. Is there one story that stands out? There have been a few similar to this one, which I just heard very recently, which is this young girl, I think she's like 20, she started going to her church. And she has like a, I think an infant daughter. And she had just gotten out of human trafficking mm -hmm. in a really, really bad situation. And came to church and was trying to start you know a new chapter and was introduced to the chosen and watched the first episode and felt seen <laughs> felt represented on screen and felt like jesus speaking to her in those moments and she felt seen it's not the first time i've heard that story and it's such a happy 
ending for women who have gone through so much to recognize themselves in a character that it doesn't end in tragedy for Mary. You know, she is changed and she gets to start a new life and she gets to be there at the resurrection. You know, it's the, the most glorious redemption story. And for people who have gone through terrible struggles, to see themselves in her is just so special. Wow. Yeah. So tell us now, season four is February 1st. Where can people find out more information or purchase tickets? All the information is at thechosenriseup.com. You can get tickets there. The first three episodes are playing February 1st for two weeks. And then after that, it's the next three episodes and for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then the last two episodes wow. for two weeks. Well, so you can see them all. I advise everyone to watch episode one again. I'll probably watch it again this week. And just continue to support The Chosen. I mean, this is yeah. such a movement. You guys set the bar really high <laughs> for us filmmakers. But I appreciate you. and. And like I said, I really believe that God was preparing you for this role. And I think you feel that too. I do. So I really appreciate Thank this you. time. Thank, Thank you. you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Walk in Faith. Always remember, you have the ability to inspire and evangelize your words and actions. God bless you. People seem to think they know why I'm here. Do you think I've come to give peace on earth? This edict identifies Jesus of Nazareth as a heretic and the blasphemer. I've not come to bring peace, but a sword, division. When someone chooses to follow me, it may mean that people will be hated by those closest to them. I prayed with this man, Yanni. He wasn't what I expected. What's so important? Feels like the beginning of something War, maybe. I don't expect you to understand now. You'll understand in time. I am the life that overcomes death. I guess you're not holding back anymore. I can't. I'm out of time. Hey everybody, it's Craig Syracuse. I'm the host of Walk in Faith and I'm also the executive director of the Emmaus Center. If you would like to find out ways that you can contribute and help us bring the word of God, help us evangelize, please log on to EmmausBrooklyn.org for more information. God bless you.